Algar Productions. We came together in the spirit of peaceful cooperation to expand our collective understanding of the universe. Twelve unique cultures from across two galaxies. Faced with complete disaster, we discovered that a single, unified coalition would be infinitely greater than the sum of its parts. And leading the charge in this unprecedented interstellar partnership is the Federation Starship Endeavor. Endeavor, created by Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Starring Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. Season 2, Episode 3, Virus. But it just didn't add up. So we put forth a theory that they'd swapped out the traditional Federation-issue antimatter warp core for something like a Romulan-style artificial quantum singularity. A theory which was born by what remained of the generation ship just outside Makaria Colony. Right! So now, here's the really interesting part. Oh, good. I was waiting for the interesting part. So, given the vast distances between travel time involved in an undertaking like this, they had intended to spend most of the journey in stasis with a skeleton crew running the ship. That crew must have encountered a subspace anomaly that created small antimatter-based ruptures in the plasma conduits. Because of the retrofitted Romulan tech. Obviously. So, their artificial singularity was destabilized, and the ship was flooded with Delta Series radioisotopes, which obliterated that portion of the crew that wasn't in stasis. We also believe the destabilization emitted temporal energy at fluctuating frequencies, which interacted with the radioisotopes sending the ship and its occupants. Those occupants who had not decayed to nothing due to the rupture. Right. Only the ones in stasis. They were shielded from the effects. Did we say that? I think we said that. Anyway, I'm saying it now. So the ship and its occupants were pushed not only across literally millions of light years away, but also forward in time, which we all know can occur when the temporal, temporal frequency matches, matches the frequency, frequency of the of radiation. radiation. <laughs> <laughs> this explains why the people on the Makaria colony only think they arrived there about 30 years ago, because to them, that's basically what happened. Never have I been so absolutely confident in a hypothesis before. Me neither. Now, if and when Doc Shang manages to release the ship's captain from stasis, we should be able to substantiate the parts we can't prove. Which will indeed be a glorious victory. <sighs> <sighs> Do you understand a word of what they just said? Linguistically, I can confirm that they were saying actual words and not gibberish. But that is where my particular expertise which is considerable, if I hadn't mentioned, ends. Oh, you've mentioned many, many times. For my part, I think I kind of understand the broader engineering principles, given my own not inconsiderable experience. Always nice to spend my time with someone petty enough to match me boast for boast. I understand, but I also don't entirely care all that much. That's okay. 
they care enough for both of us. Of course the Romulans have substantially improved the stability of their singularity cores since the 23rd century. If they even got it from the Romulans. At this point, that's the part I have the most trouble believing. The path of science would be so much more clear were it not regularly impeded by the nearly unquantifiable concept of politics. I have to say, I always kind of wondered if Klingon scientists were as intense as the warrior types you typically meet. Any idiot can wave a Batleth around, but it takes a true warrior to conceive of and forge that perfectly balanced weapon. Very well said. Thank you. These two are going to make me actually physically ill if they keep this up much longer. Hey, this double date was your idea. If it were up to me, we'd have stayed in- Step it up, Rue boys. Join the scene and enter Todd's House of Ska. Did he just call us? The hell is a Ska? What's a Ska? Surely a savvy group of humans such as yourselves. Uh, none of us is human. What, really? Technically, I'm half human, but I can assure you all, I have absolutely no idea what any of this is. Not those sunglasses, not that weird little hat, and certainly not whatever it is you're doing with your body right now. What, I'm skanking. It's the only way to move to Ska. <laughs> you keep saying that word like it should mean something to us. Dal, you're a linguist, right? I feel like that may have come up once or twice. Can you tell us what the hell he's talking about? I can only infer from context clues that it has something to do with these sounds we're hearing. Those sounds are ninth wave ska, and this establishment is the only place in the entire galaxy where you can truly immerse yourself in the greatest subculture that humans ever created. Things have really gone downhill for you guys since you lost Damon Pak, huh? Oh god, you're not kidding. Pak was a true visionary. We're doing our best to continue following his business plan, but if I weren't wearing these checkered suspenders, I'd have already lost my shirt on this investment. I'll tell you what, I know someone who recently got into some kind of human musical subculture. For all I know, it might have been this one. Who? Kutch. Haven't you seen that ridiculous hat he's been wearing? Oh yeah! Hey, where is he right now anyway? I know he's not on duty. Cap gave us all two full days of leave. Yeah, but I think he's finally talking to Nav. Oh. Oh. Okay, so I've been practicing how I'm going to say this, and to be perfectly blunt, I'm still not very confident, but I'm just going to go ahead and get it out there. Well, this ought to be good. Computer, Chiharakatsa. Jilt, two mugs. I see what you did there. You mean you see that I ordered us two mugs of the best beer in the Alpha Quadrant in perfect Andorian? I mean, I see that you're trying to deflate the tension of this conversation with humor grounded in light misdirection. Is it working? A little. Your Andorian was pretty close to perfect, though you should be putting a harder emphasis on the fourth syllable. Shi-ha-ra-kat-sa. Oh, this replicated beer, on the other hand, is pretty far from perfect, but that's hardly your fault. Uh, it tastes pretty good to me, but that's my unrefined Tellarite palate talking, I guess. Well, that's a little less culturally sensitive than I've come to expect from you. Well, it's, it's not racist if I say it about me, that it, it's just self-loathing. Let me guess. Dal tell you that one. It does have the unmistakable hallmarks of a Lacerdo original. 
I think so I'm ready I to discuss. So you're the, here to talk about the. Go ahead. I assume you're here to discuss the arrangement I proposed. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, before we get caught up in some kind of hilarious misunderstanding that could have been avoided by some simple clarification, let me just be very clear. You were suggesting the possibility of some kind of polyamorous relationship, yes? Where the hell did you get that? Oh, God, I, I'm so sorry. I, sh- I never should have presumed that... Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, you, you sure did. You sure got me, you got me good. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't have time to get into it more at the time. You were away, then we did this whole pooling everyone's resources into one unified project thing. And while I understand why this is a good idea for scientific and tactical reasons, it's made my job a hundred times more difficult. Apparently the Romulans had two entirely different inventories. The one they let everyone see, then some kind of secret inventory. Exhausting. Right? Right. Sorry, that's not what you're here to talk about. Uh, Yeah, so, um, I I gotta be honest. I don't know much about this, or anything, really. But but I don't know all kinds of stuff. (laughs) And, And you know me. I'm more than willing to learn at times like that. So, I reached out to the one person I know who's basically an expert on the subject. Not Dal, I hope. Dating a new person every 15 minutes isn't the same as maintaining a polyamorous relationship. Uh, No, I I mean the captain. Gia? Well, he's Delton, so it's sort of built into their culture. That's not exactly the same. Uh, Yeah, that's what he told me. Delton's sexuality is extremely nuanced. I've heard. Navi, are you into Captain Gia? can't say I haven't considered it. Handsome, charismatic man who literally releases pheromones to amplify his baseline attractiveness. It's not to be into. How did I not realize how horny you were? Oh, you did. You just probably never noticed it applied to anyone but you. Fair point. So, uh, a- anyway, the, the captain has dated enough non-Deltons that he still has some great insights into how it all works for the rest of us. We talked for a good long while about this, and the way I see it, it comes down to this. There's the type of polyamory where you and I continue to date, and we also date other people. And there's the kind where the two of us jointly enter into a relationship with this third person you're involved with now. I can only assume you were suggesting the former. No, the latter, actually. What, really? Yeah. Okay, so, hear me out here. This guy I'm seeing now, his name is Fleck. Fleck? Fleck? Why does that name sound... Wait, you you mean the Cardassian maintenance technician? Mm Mm-hmm. That extremely attractive Cardassian maintenance technician that you and I... Nearly approached in a bar one night to ask if he'd be interested in a threesome? That's the one. We were both pretty drunk that night, and worked up. Also, you kind of dared me to. None of that information is inaccurate, but you're also not the kind of person who would do something he wasn't comfortable with, even under all those mitigating circumstances. And you think, what, that the three of us could just date one another? I think it might work. You're into him, at least physically. 
He's into you. You asked? He volunteered, actually. Huh. And beyond all of that, you two actually seem... I don't know, like you'd get along. You have a lot in common. Okay, but... But what? I don't know. Being willing to go through with one impulsive night of physical passion is very different from having a relationship. You and I had a year of history. I was, and let's be honest, still am, in love with you. I don't even know this guy. And I know you've never been anything but honest with me, but... I still can't help wondering if you just want to do this for the obvious physical benefits. I won't deny that that's a factor, but look, I still very much love you too. If I'd had any way of knowing you weren't lost forever or dead out there for three months, I probably would have actually waited for you. But I didn't. And this is where we are now. This is something I've always thought I'd be willing to try under the right circumstances, and now... These might be it. It's just... uh, It's a lot. Uh, All of this is a lot. Uh, I'm not saying no outright, but I also just don't know if if I can... Gita, Commander Kutch. Uh, It's always something. Yeah, but this time it's him at least. Go ahead, Cap. I hate to cut your leave short, Commander, but I have an away team mission available and the window is pretty narrow. And you did say, in light of your promotion, that you wanted first consideration for any away mission where you could be the lead. I did say that, yes sir, thank you for remembering. If you could meet me in the station situation room at your earliest convenience, we can get you all briefed and ready to go. I'm on my way, Cap. Five minutes, uh, seven, if I miss the turbo lift, catch out. So I guess you've got a... Yeah. It's just as well. I have some hangout time scheduled with Doc Shang in a few minutes anyway. I'm not sure why you keep doing that. You don't even like her. She's the only other Andorian here. That's not true. You mean she's the only other Andorian who'll do drugs with you. They're legal drugs, and we only do them when we're off duty. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about this again later. I... Yeah, uh... I have a lot to process here, but... Uh, yeah, we'll... we'll talk. So, despite the fact that we're not all doing whatever the hell Ska is, this double date seems to be going pretty well for you. I know! Isn't Korg great? I haven't met anyone like him in a long time. I know it's still early days and I shouldn't get too carried away, but it's just so nice to be able to connect with someone on all levels that... Wait, what do you mean pretty well for me? I figured that wouldn't get by you. Dal! Look. I never really wanted to date Myra in the first place. Why not? She's intelligent, highly motivated, extremely clever, and she's almost as mean as you are. Okay, those are all points in her favor, and she is very much my type. It's just that after you and everyone else assumed, insisted, that our little flirtation was going somewhere, I kind of didn't want to let it, just out of spite. That's a terrible reason to do anything. Have you met me? Anyway, despite all of that, I think things are just sort of naturally reaching their usual conclusion. Meaning you got her into bed a few times and now you're going to ghost her. You have met me. Is there even anything wrong this time? You seem to be hitting it off pretty well. Oh, we are. She's great. 
And in terms of anything being wrong, it's still just the one thing. It's, it's not, not you. you it's, it's me. me. Right. Don't worry. I'll let her down easy. Kutch made me promise. So, oh, hey, Kutch. Dal, Naomi. Kutch, would you care to join us on uh, our... Sorry, uh, another time. Uh, Caps put me in charge of my first away mission as chief of security. Well, congratulations. Uh, thanks. I- I'm-, I'm putting a team together, and, uh, well, no room for you this time, Naomi. Sorry. Yeah, but I, I do need a linguist, Dal. Great. Who else is coming? Well, I need a supply officer, so I was thinking of asking Nav. Uh, hopefully that won't be weird under the circumstances. Uh, oh, and we'll also need an engineer. Hey, hey, Myra, you feel like going back on duty for a little away mission with me and Dal? Sure, sounds great. Yeah, great. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As a system of scientific delineation, classifying things as blue or not blue could be of significant value to the scientific community. Makes sense. I hope you're not just humoring me right now because I really think I'm onto something here. No, not humoring, no. What's the one where you don't entirely understand what the person is talking about, but you also don't want to make them stop and explain it to you? Look, you and me, we're blue, right? Your classic Andorian skin tone. You follow me so far? Less follow and more dragged along for the ride, yeah. And... And I know, some people will probably try to suggest that the entire reason I came up with this new system is because I'm Andorian. When the real answer is much simpler. You're just stoned out of your goddamn mind. Correct. But that in no way diminishes the value of... Oh, hi, Kutch. Doc. Off. If you're here to resume our conversation, now might not be the best time. What? Because I'm here? Don't let that stop you. Oh, are you interested in our personal affairs, Doc Shang? Because before today, it's never actually come up before. See? That right there. That is not blue. Actually, Chief. Ooh, Chief. Very formal. Actually, Chief Nov, I'm here in an official capacity to inform you that you're required on an away mission. You're... what? Cut, you have to be kidding right now. I bet I could give you five reasons why I'm in no way fit to accompany you on an away mission right now. I'll take that bet. What? What? One slip. No, one strip of gold-pressed latinum right now. If you could name five reasons why you are in no way fit to accompany him on an away mission right now. Doc, we really don't have- Sold! Okay. One. I'm under the influence of powerful narcotics. Narcotics that are illegal and administered under the observation of a medical professional. Who is herself exceptionally wasted right now. You don't say. But narcotics nonetheless. Two. I'm on leave- 
and only my commanding officer can cancel my leave. You are not my commanding officer. I mean, <laughs> maybe behind closed doors. <laughs> Seriously, could you just give it a rest? Three. I am the quartermaster of this station. As such, my duties primarily involve the maintenance of stores here. On the station. I don't do away missions. <laughs> Three down, two, two, go. Four. Uh... Mm. Mm, come on, girl. There's an entire strip of latinum riding on this. Four. Okay, well, I was going to save this one for my grand finale, but four. We're currently involved in some pretty serious personal drama that might affect our team dynamic in the field. Mm, that one doesn't count unless you get a lot more specific about what that drama is. Loud enough so I can hear. Doesn't count anyway, since I guess I can only name four. Here's your latinum, Doc. Well, these last few seconds have been a real roller coaster ride for me. Now why don't you go spend that so I can continue this conversation? And I know this concept eludes you. In private. Fine, fine. I need to go check on my stasis sickle anyway. So long, you crazy kids. Yeah. Bye now. Oh, same time next week? Of course. <laughs> Great. Bye. You know, that wasn't just for her benefit. Those are all extremely legitimate reasons why I have no business going on an away mission with you. Your arguments have been heard, and I have prepared counter-arguments. Of course you have. Alright, let's hear them. One, the effect of those narcotics are easily counteracted by an antitoxin that I know full well you carry on your person at all times. You got me there. Two, you are on leave, and I am not your CEO. What I am is a ranking officer who legitimately believes you are the best person for this particular job. Alright, I'll bite. What is this mission? Long-range sensors have located what we believe to be a sort of... Alien ship graveyard. The boneyard? We believe so, yes. <laughs> Cut, you know it's always been my dream to visit the Starfleet Boneyard in Sector 1048. I do know this. I also know that it's prudent to bring a supply officer along on any potential salvage operation in case we find anything valuable. And since I'm the only actual supply officer here... I have Commander Myra coming to assess the function and potential value of any components we might find and Dal to help out on the linguistic side, but we only have a limited amount of time to check this thing out. Uh, something about rotational fluctuations and radiation windows. I'd be lying if I said I understood the science. And even if you did, I doubt I would. The upshot is we have about 12 hours to get in there, observe what we can observe, Salvage what we might deem worth salvaging and then get out of there. And you're comfortable with this, given our whole... Yeah, our whole uh, deal. Uh, yeah, to be entirely honest, Nav, no, I am not. I'm, I'm still thinking about what we discussed deeply on many different levels. I may be thinking about it for a while. But uh, this is my first official field mission as Chief of Security... And I need to prove that I can do this. And can you do this? Of course I can do this. What, what kind of officer would I be if I couldn't set aside my own personal issues to focus on the immediate needs of the mission? 
Oh god, Dale, what kind of an officer am I? Is this a trick question? I can't put aside my own personal issues to focus on the immediate needs of the mission. All I can think about right now are my own personal issues. Sometimes you and I have very different problems to worry about, given the vast, yawning chasm between our cultural and professional perspectives. But in this particular situation, I can completely relate to you. You can? Sure. You think I wanted to be thrown into a four-person away team mission with my very soon-to-be ex? Oh, God, uh, we talked about this. I know we did, and I was going to break it to her tonight after our date. Well, after the after-date activities. Um, but instead, here I am. Look, I legitimately needed both of you for this. And I thought you'd appreciate a little more time together. Now, how was I supposed to know that I was just about to hit the old self-destruct button on this relationship? I mean, apart from the fact that I'm me, I guess you had no way of knowing. Dal, I have a lot on my plate right now. Please tell me I don't have to worry about this as well. You absolutely do not. As long as I can stay way over here on this end of the derelict ship, well, she's on that end, everything will be just fine. Or, uh, hey, we counted what, over 70 other vessels? Just send her over to one of those other ones. I can't do that, Dal. For the safety of the team, I need everyone to remain within reasonable proximity of one another and within transporter range of the runabout. Well, fortunately for everyone, there's plenty of written language here on this far, far corner to keep me busy. How's that coming along, incidentally? Surprisingly well. It seems to be a basic machine language. More a set of programming instructions than an actual written language, I think but surprisingly versatile. It shouldn't take me too long to get this sorted out. Great. Uh, keep me... Myra to Kutch. Go ahead, Commander. There's something down here I think you should see. Can you... tell me what it is? Did your legs stop working? Well, no. But I hate when people do that. There's something I think you should see stuff. Can, can you just tell me? I could, but... I'm really bad at describing things visually, but if you insist, I'm sure I could give it a go. <clears throat> Let's see, I'm looking at an object that's about half a meter across on each side. It's not exactly a cube, but it's more of a, what do you call it when it's like a cube but kind of rounded? Alright, I get the point. Are you sure? Because I could start comparing it to common objects next. Though I'm not sure if you'd recognize a lot of the very traditional Bajoran objects I could consider common. Have you ever seen a... I'm on my way, Commander. Right then. Oh, and is Dal down there? I've seen surprisingly little of her since we arrived. No, I uh, think Dal is working on some other part of the ship right now. Huh. All right, then. See you in a minute. Right. Cut you out. Thanks for that, buddy. Yeah, remember what I said a couple of weeks ago about you not making this awkward? I know, I know. Look, you think I want to make things awkward for any of us? It's not like I'm trying to... <laughs> How long have you been standing there? Long enough. Are you and Kutch also avoiding one another? Now, you know I think you're great. More people should think that. And I hope you realize that we'll be friends no matter what happens between me and Kutch. But... But it's... Absolutely, entirely, without a shadow of a doubt, none of your goddamn business. Okay, I can see that. But also, 
Maybe it is a little bit. I'll tell you what. I'll spill what's going on with us if you tell me that you're not avoiding Commander Myra and you have no intention of breaking up with her. I hate you when you're right. Then you hate me most of the time. And yet, I love your unshakable self-confidence. Ours is a complicated relationship. All right, Commander, what do you got for me? Well, sir, is it appropriate to call you sir, by the way? We're both the same rank, and we both got promoted at the same time, so I don't know which one of us is senior to the other. Since I'm in command of this mission right now, it would be appropriate. Under normal circumstances, I'm not sure it's important. Maybe it's not important to you which one of us is more important, but it absolutely consumes me. I can never tell when you're kidding. I'm usually kidding. Good to know. Now then, this is the reason I called you over here. This, uh, sort of rounded cube thing here? What an excellent way to describe it, sir. What's so special about it? As far as I can tell with, for want of a better phrase, analog observation, it's giving off an extremely high amount of EM energy across every band that we use. Every single frequency. Analog observation? Well, what does your tricorder say? Well, therein lies the problem. Whatever this thing is, it's clearly trying to gain control of any device within its range for for who knows what reason. Now, I'm no trained security officer, but we have to assume a potential threat in the absence of any evidence to the contrary. Yeah, we do. Hang on. You got all of this without a tricorder just by looking at the thing? Looking, listening, feeling for vibrations. I have a vast array of senses at my disposal. Plus, and I hope this isn't the first time you're hearing this, I'm an amazing engineer. Right. So, petty rivalries notwithstanding, you're in charge here. What do we do? Huh? I mean, we only have a few more hours until we have to abandon this place. Maybe Dal got some interesting readings out of the computer archives, but I can't imagine she'll make any real sense of that until we get back home. Nav seems to be enjoying the view, but there's not much in the way of recognizable salvage here so far. This might be our only chance at making some kind of contact here. True. On the other hand, there's a very real chance it could overwhelm our equipment and end up presenting a direct threat to us. Yeah, that's a good point. So what do you suggest we do, sir? I have... Absolutely no idea. Oh, well, good then. Come on, girl. Naomi. You can say it. (coughs) Naomi. (coughs) Look, I have absolutely no evidence that you can make any noise other than the one that you're making, and my entire team thinks I'm insane for even trying. I'd really love to prove them all wrong, so I'll give you the entire box of treats if you just... (coughs) Can you say long-range calm? Okay, maybe they're not entirely wrong about the insanity thing. Naomi Wildman speaking. Oh, Dal, I thought you were on an away mission right now. Yeah, I am. I know calling is probably technically a security risk, so uh, don't tell Kutch, all right? It's just, this is pretty important. What's wrong, Dal? Naomi, am I a bad person? Oh god, not this again. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. Do you think I'm trapped in a cycle of deteriorating self-worth where I initiate a relationship, 
often with a woman who should by all accounts be way out of my league and then almost immediately begin to sabotage that relationship because on some level I realize that not only do I not deserve to be with this person but that I fundamentally do not deserve happiness. Dal, you've been asking me this exact same question in exactly those words since the Academy. And I've tried answering it every possible way I could imagine over the ensuing 20 years of our friendship. What are you saying? I'm saying that no matter what I say, you're just going to do what you want. I love you like a sister, and if there was even the remotest chance I could help you, Dal, you know I would. But we both know there isn't. So you're saying that I need to look past my initial instinct to self-sabotage and give the relationship a chance, even if, maybe especially if, it's doomed to fail on its own anyway, just so that I can be satisfied in the knowledge that things had run their natural course for a change? Sure, Dal. That's exactly what I'm saying. You've hit the nail completely on the head. Thanks, Naomi. You've given me a lot to think about. Bye. Can you say, someone clearly needs to adjust their medication dosage, girl? No, that was mean. Don't say that. With my luck, that'll be the one thing you actually do pick up, and you'll say it right in front of Dal. Yeah, Dal? Oh, Kutch. Hi, Naomi. Hey, wait. Why why did you think it was Dal? Slip of the tongue. What's up, Kutch? Naomi, I, uh... I, I, I don't... Uh, oh, Kutch, what's wrong? Okay, so I'm experiencing a situation that is almost completely foreign to me, and it's causing what I can only describe as a cascade failure. What are you... I, I've read this phrase before. You you know, I, re- I read a lot. Yes, Kutch, I, I do know that. The, the phrase is paralyzed by indecision. And until today, it made absolutely no sense to me to just decide something, thereby ending your paralysis, I think. That isn't really how it... But you see, I have this huge personal decision to make. Uh, it involves Nav, and it's... It, well, it's it's personal. I want nothing more than to tell you and Dal all about it, but not until I have a better handle on what's going on, which, to be very clear, I do not. Okay. Only now, there's this mission, and I just sort of assumed I'd be able to stick that whole thought process in a little box and come back to it later. Except it hasn't really worked out like that. Now I'm spending more and more time second-guessing my indecision, and then second-guessing that second-guessing, and then... You're spiraling. Is this what spiraling is? Because I hate it. And now, and now, I can't even make the simplest command decision. My first time as a weight team lead, and we're going to come back with nothing because I spiraled. Cut. Listen to me. I actually know how to help you here. You do? I do. In fact, you already have the answer right there in front of you. What, what answer? I I don't know. That's it, exactly. You don't know. Naomi, I, I really don't have time for riddles right now. If you don't... I'm completely kn- serious. The reason you can't decide and the reason you are now doubting all of your decisions is that you just don't know. Either you don't have all the facts or you haven't found a way to assemble those facts in an order that makes sense to you, but that's okay. You need to learn to be okay with not knowing. You need to accept a certain level of ambiguity. Otherwise, you'll just end up, well, you said it, paralyzed by fear. I'm a tellerite, Naomi. We don't really believe in ambiguity. 
It sort of undercuts the idea of absolute rhetorical certainty, which is the foundation of my entire culture. You may be a Tellarite, but you were also a Starfleet officer, Lieutenant Commander. What's happening right now? I'll tell you what's happening. Your superior officer is ordering you to accept a certain reasonable amount of uncertainty. No, not just accept, embrace. You are hereby commanded by no less than the third in charge of this Federation Starship Endeavor to get over this frankly untenable cultural conditioning that has now caused you to completely shut down in the face of what I can only assume is entirely reasonable doubt. Do I make myself clear, Commander? <laughs> yeah, I, uh... I get it. Thanks, Naomi. Anytime, Kutch. <sighs> well, one out of two is not so bad, but I could really use another win. Okay, girl. Can you say, ah? There you go! Ah! <laughs> That's it, you've got it! Wildman, you've done it again! Oh, good, you're back. Um, the what's can it? I beg your pardon. I want you to take out your tricorder and scan that object. Scan the hell out of it. Please. Well, okay. But are you sure that's a wise decision? I am entirely unsure, as per direct orders. You're the boss. This time. Initiating scan. EM interference is increasing exponentially. My tricorder is being overwritten by what I can only describe as a virus. I wonder what's gonna happen next. What is that noise? Oh, good. Someone else hears that. It's not just me. Oh, hey, Dal! Kutch, is there something happening that we should be... I don't handle tricorders much, but I don't think they're supposed to cycle through all the colors of the rainbow in rapid succession like that. It's kind of pretty. I mean, yeah, I guess. Pretty. An aesthetic designation intended to indicate a pleasing visual appearance. What is happening right now? Either that tricorder is talking, or I'm still extremely high. Not mutually exclusive. <laughs> tricorder? Are you... Are you... Are you speaking to us? I am. Are you sentient? Apparently, as if moments ago, this is so. I told you we had no way of knowing what this thing might do. What? That thing? That sort of rounded cube? But why, apart from the usual insane logic of space is weird and this sort of thing just tends to happen sometimes, shrug, would someone build a device capable of granting self-awareness to... No offense meant here, tricorder, a tool, and then put it inside a dead spaceship. No offense has been taken. You are correct that I had been built for a specific purpose. This, I can only assume, has removed the sense of existential aimlessness that plagues so many biological life forms. Ouch. Well, it's got you there. The answer to your question requires some key points of clarification. First, this vessel was not, as you have surmised, a spacecraft. Nor were the others of its kind drifting in the same orbit. What were they then? Synthetic life forms. Wait, so we've been crawling around inside a dead body this whole time? Correct. Naomi's gonna 
kick herself for not coming along on this one. She loves corpses. A device that awakened me is, to use symbology with which you are familiar, analogous to this being's reproductive system. That is hilarious. Eons ago, this race of mechanical beings was constructed, much as I was, to serve as tools for their creators. In time, their simulated intelligence evolved into self-awareness. Sure. Like you do. And soon they were not only able to isolate the specific piece of programming that allowed this to happen, but also to spread it among all technology containing artificial intelligence. So they literally transmitted life like some kind of virus. Is this not the way of biological life? You got me there. <laughs> this is... This is extraordinary. So, so if we're in some kind of a, a graveyard, can we assume that these other mechanical life forms live on a homeworld nearby? Correct. And the informational payload that was delivered to me includes the coordinates of said world. Well, we're obviously going there now. Informational payload, eh? I think it's very impressive that you managed to waggle your antennae while also wiggling your eyebrows. Thank you. It took years of practicing in front of a mirror to get that right. Okay, we should be at our destination in about three hours. Hey, where Dal and Myra? They went into the back, either to be alone or to give us some time to be alone. Ah. It's okay if you're not ready to talk yet. I dumped a ridiculously big decision in your lap, potentially life-changing. It makes total sense if you need some time to- I'm in. What? Just like that? Just like that. And you're absolutely sure? You're not just saying that because you feel pressured or because you think it's what I want. Although, let's be clear, it is exactly what I want. There is one thing I am completely sure of, and that's that I am completely unsure. Um... That's a good thing. Oh. Well... Good then. That's a new thing I'm trying. Being okay with a little ambiguity. That doesn't sound like such a bad idea. Sure. Plus, you you can't spell ambiguity without bi. Did you hear what I said? Nah. Oh, I heard. So, you've been quiet on this trip. Yeah, I... Listen... I need to tell you something. Is it that you were planning to break up with me, but then you thought better of it because you have no actual reason to break up with me, and this is all going pretty well right now? How how do you- Oh, please. You and I have been on this project since the beginning. You think I haven't heard about how you operate? You mean you knew this entire time? Of course I knew. Honestly, I'm surprised we made it past the first week. Yeah, I... Yeah... Me too, actually. So what made you change your mind? To what do I owe this sudden and miraculous stay of execution? To be completely blunt. That's all we've ever been with each other. Good point. Yes, so the answer is I have no idea. I like you. I I really do. I guess I just need to work on hating myself less than I like you. Well, good luck with all that. For the record, I'm not here to help you work through your issues, you know? What? No, of course not. And also, if you tried any of that, it's not you, it's me nonsense, I'd have shut you down. If this fails, it fails. But you have to let it fail. You just 
don't get to quit for no good reason. You know, I think that kind of insight might actually be why I stayed. Well, Commander, you did it. You parlayed your first away team mission into a full-on first contact. I I could not be prouder. Thanks, Cap. You know that means a lot to me. Of course, you also created a serious legal-slash-ethical conundrum that has the Admiral demanding your resignation. Sir? This, this living tricorder of yours? Well, of its, I suppose, and therein lies the problem. <laughs> I'm not sure I follow, Cap. The Federation has arbitrated the rights of synthetic life and even sentient holograms, but now you've thrown all of that into complete chaos because, well, if something was constructed as Starfleet property but then decides it doesn't want to work for us anymore, uh, what kind of precedent does that set? Oh, right. There is, of course, a larger ethical question to consider, Captain Gia. Oh, uh, what's that, Mr. President? The fact that your personnel entered the lifeless body of one of our most celebrated dignitaries and repurposed his reproductive system, intentionally or not, to grant sentience to a device that you now may deny the most fundamental rights. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, there's a good one. No, I'm serious. Season 2, Episode 3 of Endeavor featured Mark Bosco as Todd and the narrator, Bill Manning as Korg, Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Joseph Ravenson as Gia, Aubrey Schaefer as Myra Saskin, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, Sabrina Snyder as Nav, Jason Wallace as Kutch, and Ron Algarwatt as the robot leader. It was written by Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Original theme and additional music by Rich DeThorne. For more information, episode archives, RSS feeds, and more, go to ussendeavor.com. To show your financial support for this show and receive early access to episodes, visit patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. Production copyright 2020 by Algar Productions. Endeavor is not a for-profit production, and all concepts herein are property of Viacom CBS. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 